0: Um, I was in the middle of an apology, I believe.
1: I don't know if we'll keep the beginning bit, so why don't you just apologise to me again?
0: <laughs> You'd love that, wouldn't you?
1: I would, you know, I just think it's it, for the podcast, it would be worth getting so, just a clean version of the apology.
0: Um, oh, would it? Would just, it be just, worth yeah, it for the podcast? Just, yeah. I,
1: did, I didn't believe it the first time around, so if we can just get like a... A take which has a little bit more of uh I don't know, contrition or um, an enthusiasm support. All
0: right. Um I'm s I am am rather I'm like I'm pretty sorry for delaying the podcast for one week, eight days, and two hours. Two hours. I accept <laughs> your apology. The um the first one was not my fault, the second one was Definitely my fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the third one today, you were looking at houses.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Because we have to, we have to leave. It's so shit that the date to vacate is December
1: twenty eighth. That's so fucking douchey. I know. We asked
0: for an extension because you're like, uh, you mean like right in the middle of Christmas? And they're like, no, can't do it.
1: That's that's crap. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to look in the same sort of area that you're in or are you going to look a bit more open afield?
0: Um, looking, looking to go a bit east. Not that that means anything to anyone, but, um, I was, I was kind of keen to go to the burbs a little bit and get a bit of, not the burbs, but like a little bit further out, get a bigger house. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. I guess it depends
1: is... on what's available and w- what's the price on it
0: all. and Yeah. I mean, yes, fact, it'll be fine.
1: I suppose the good thing is at the end of the year, there'll probably be a bunch of people in the same sort of boat where people's leases are coming up. So it'll be easier than trying to do it in the middle of winter, say.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm confident that we'll find a nice place. I mean, I said that now, the Valium's still... cruising along so once this wears off i might start freaking out
1: (laughs) uh yeah it's all good um you were crook last week like properly crook yeah (laughs) (laughs) fuck you um okay welcome to deep thought everybody we don't have time to spare today we're we're so far behind the times we we just need to get this shit done um for the people for the people you know we can't dawdle they've been they've been jonesing i've been getting messages left right and center saying where's our deep for?" and i say look it's not my fault i'll speak to the man um, who's responsible <laughs>
0: were, they do- were they doing the they raising the roof oh, raising the, the roof <laughs> at the same time <laughs> that's all so weird just to be like asking a question
1: <laughs> it's a strange contrast of like sort of being
0: in the groove but uh, like uncertain no it's um, good because it's shows- showing enthusiasm like you want yeah i, I want the show like, i'm ready to party that- yeah no, I dig it. I'm going to start asking all my questions
1: <laughs> How long do I have to live? <laughs> That's a joke. Okay, it doesn't work on a podcast format because you can't tell that I was doing the thing. But I was doing the thing. I dug it. Welcome to the next 125, everybody. Uh, this is a podcast in which we talk about the issues of the day through the lens of history. No, we don't. Sitting through the internet with me, Michael, say hi. Hey, can you call me Papa Mango? Sitting through the internet with me, Papa Mango
0: Hey guys
1: I thought your voice would be different as Papa Mango, but that's okay I did too And I'm Nick Hey everybody, how you doing? Hey. You look great today uh,
0: You know what, Emma said that before
1: Sorry, uh, that was to the audience
0: It <laughs> <laughs> actually was, wasn't it? It really was, was You're looking really... me dead in the eye, so what am I supposed to do? <laughs>
1: It really was to the audience, but I love that you just took the compliment.
0: You know, we were we were at a um we had a little gathering yesterday, and Emma, Emma, I wasn't looking at Emma, but she was sitting next to me, and there was my friend Lee on the left of me, and Emma said something like, um, "Oh, you look you look really nice today," and then I just didn't accept it. I was like. Yeah, Lee does look really nice. I just assumed it was him. She was like, I meant you, you weirdo. (laughs) I was like, fuck, I just completely showed my insecurity there.
1: It's because Lee always looks nice. It's not even worth commenting on.
0: He actually does, actually.
1: Wow. I like that you've now balanced that out by being directly compliment, um, complimented and ignoring it yesterday and then getting a, a compliment that was not intended for you. So together, you've missed it in both
0: directions. <laughs> I'm all over the place. You're all over the um, place. Can I, can I hit you with a quick fuck, Mary kill? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, Hollywood Nice Guys. Hollywood Nice Guys around. Reeves,
1: Rudd, Bateman. Mm. Definitely gotta fuck Reeves, don't you? You just have to. Marry Rudd, he'd be there for you. You gotta kill Bateman. That's pretty straightforward.
0: I, I, I agree. Now I asked Emma this just before.
1: Well, we know her taste sometimes verges out of the uh the mainstream yeah. currents, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, as li like, Yeah. Well, she had quite a clear answer, but she Luckily, definitely wanted to. I didn't, I didn't to have David Damon. Schwimmer in the mix, so. <laughs> uh, but she said. She said. She said. Um, she She obviously. Married, you'd have to marry Rudd. You have to marry obviously. Rudd. I'm sorry. You yeah, have to you marry do. Rudd. But then she said. Uh, she said she'd kill Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Good I luck. Said, I said to her, um, You're going to kill Keanu, even though he's had that much tragedy in his life. You know, with this. Girlfriend and yeah. maybe his daughter passing. Yeah, his daughter, yeah. <laughs> she said, well, that he can be in happened with them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in a way, it's quite sweet. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of putting him out of his misery, aren't you?
0: But she, she said it like, she said it so innocently, it was eerie. But very funny. <laughs> but fuck
1: Bateman. Interesting. She's and,
0: got a thing for Bateman.
1: I remember that, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, oh, fun game, fun start. Uh, since we're not really on topics yet, um, did you see that there's a um, a direct flight? Let me bring this up. Uh, yeah. A Sydney to New York, the world's longest flight, uh, which they're currently testing. Qantas is testing this. Uh, it's 20 hours. 20 hours. They're hoping to do it in 2022, but they're having all of these tests in advance, not just you know, for technical reasons to see whether the plane can make it, the plane can make it. It's like a psychological test. It's working out what the fuck it does to people to be locked in a plane for 20 hours. How do they do it with, um, the staff because the staff can only be working for so many hours before they get a break. What do the pilots do for 20 hours? Can they actually be that attentive across the time? It's a, would you want to go on a 20 hour flight to be direct from Sydney to New York?
0: I'd go on a 40 hour flight, I love planes A 40 hour flight Yeah, I'd do that twice With land, I'd say I'll just stay in my seat And I'd say, turn this bad boy around <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to
1: see New York I really want to just uh, walk the Harbour Bridge So if we could just head back
0: Yeah I saw, yeah uh, Would you do it?
1: I don't think I would Really? I, th- I, th- I think I would find it
0: What if it, well, what if it was for free?
1: Well, that's different, and I mean this. This article came out because the was... journalist was on the plane, so um, the presumably they all went for free. Yeah, yeah. If they're guinea pigs, yeah. Yeah, uh, but you're literally guinea pigs in that respect because they were taking um, uh, psychologists and like neurologists. They were d- they were doing actual like um, scans of people mid flight to see what it was doing to them. Um, oh, really? Yeah, like actual testing. Uh, but I, I think I just, yeah, I the, the, the only way you could really test how you'd behave on that kind of situation would be to decide, okay, give yourself a seat and the inside of your house and see if you can stay there for 20 hours, right? Yeah. Can you sit in that chair that you're in right now for the next 20 hours, only getting up to go to the bathroom, get some food, or come back in and sit on that chair again? Can you do it for twenty hours?
0: I don't think I could do that. But weirdly but enough But that's what I, the plane is. I know, but there's some. I like I really love f- being in a plane. Like, really do. And I think there's something I'm just so thrilled the whole time <laughs> that I'm I'm like a child that's never flown before every time. I've just like watch the best channel on um in flight mode, yeah. In flight entertainment is just the the flight map, <laughs> I and do. I am. I am a flight map guy. It's so good, and you just like watch it, and you just like flying over countries, and just my imagination's gone wild.
1: And it's also saying stuff like seven hours forty nine to destination, and then you go away and you look back, and it's like seven hours forty two, and you're like, oh,
0: get yeah. closer. My only, my only gripe with the f- um, flight map is that it's a bit clunky.
1: Well, yeah, well, the no. Malaysian
0: airline ones was. Yeah, the
1: I think it depends on the um, plane you're in because Air New Zealand's in-flight um, screens and
0: entertainment everything are fucking incredible. They're really good. Um, it would be great if you could like touch screen, like zoom in. That's what get, you can like, do, and link it up with like Google Earth and shit. I don't know how no. much
1: information they have there, but you can definitely you can definitely zoom in, pinch to zoom, and like go and press in places and stuff. I, I'm not making that up. Yeah,
0: I got a flight Air New Zealand to you do somewhere. Yeah, yeah um next year oh yeah it.
1: come over i'll um i'll ask around see if anyone can put you up cheers um i was curious this week given the um the state of the world um whether it was worth uh, doing a bit of a trump check-in just just it's been a little while since the uh election i can't remember the last oh we did i think a bit of a um the week after the Mueller report came out, or the first version of it, we talked about it a little bit, but we haven't really checked in. And I was just curious because uh, I don't think you pay as close, sort of day-to-day attention on all of that stuff. Um, if you, I've got, a, I've got a loose idea. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm sort of. I'm curious as to the amount of information that sort of trickled through. Wh- what you think his status is? What you think is likely to happen next? Um, okay. Yeah, I'm just curious as to.
0: I'll give you. I'll give you my vague. What I think it is, and then you fine tune it about that. Yeah. All right. So um, the Democrats are calling. Uh, have launched a. Do you launch it? A, an impeachment inquiry. Yep. Is that it? Because um, they believe that Trump has essentially bribed, used his position of power to bribe. Uh, or negotiate for personal gain. Uh, now, so my understanding of it is that um, that presidents do negotiate and with, uh, withhold things from other nations, especially if they're a superpower helping out a, a smaller ally like Ukraine. But it, the reason why it's a problem is because Trump is withholding state money basically money that belongs to the government to um, to help his own political campaign for the following year um, against what well, which was uh, Joe Biden's son or something like that something he wanted to them to investigate Joe Biden's son's dealings with something is that vaguely yeah vaguely you're serious? pretty much
1: you're pretty much dead on yeah. Um, Democrats launched an impeachment inquiry because the whistleblower report that came out alleged that uh, Trump withheld state funding, state um, military aid and weaponry that was meant to go to the Ukraine to prevent the Russian incursion um, on the proviso that um, the Ukraine investigate uh, the baseless accusations that uh, Joe Biden and his son were um, corrupt. Um, and in doing so uh use the office of the president to uh further his own political goals and to as you say, attack a political opponent or perceived political opponent in twenty twenty um yeah so yeah you,
0: what, did, you, what did Biden's son do? What did he actually do or what's the yeah accusation? what does what does trump want him want them, want them to look into so
1: I think he was involved in a corporation called Burisma or something it's it's tied into Burisma. I think the allegation is that uh, I actually don't know what the accusation is because most of the reporting that I saw basically just stopped at saying it was um, uh, unfounded. And so there wasn't a there there to even really go into in any detail, but I, I I assume some form of corruption, i.e. taking money from some something to achieve a personal goal of his own. But like it's basically much,
0: everyone's saying that it's pretty much unfounded. It's totally unfounded. Yeah. yeah, the um, the
1: it is the classic Trumpian thing, though, to project what you did onto other people, as we've seen in many instances previously. Um, yeah. So uh, it it is not hugely surprising that the thing he's accusing them of is the thing that, that he was doing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's
0: like whoever smelled it, dealt it. Yeah,
1: but the <laughs> um, the interesting thing, the reason that it's become so Um, because the democrats were hesitant to launch the inquiry for quite a while nancy pelosi didn't want to do it um because she feared that i think that it would rile up the the base against them um but and and then when they did launch it they said they were going to keep a very narrow focus and just focus on the ukraine stuff and not any of the Mueller stuff even though the Mueller report did include plenty of um uh, indications of corruption and um, obstruction of justice and that kind of stuff, which were also impeachable offenses. But for yeah. simplicity's sake, for the, um, I think, for the saleability and the communication of this concept to the broader public, their angle was going to be okay, we'll just focus on Ukraine. This is a really simple thing. I mean, the phrase has become parroted so much as to lose meaning now, but the whole quid pro quo thing, right? They they said it was saw it as a very simple thing. We withheld money until you did the thing we want to investigate the bad guy. That's like, that's a sentence that they felt everyone could communicate. The trouble is that Trump and his cronies are so fucking incompetent and so bad at doing crime that they then continue to do crime in public after the impeachment proceedings began. So now then, is it a
0: cri- Is it a crime? Is what a crime? Is what he did a crime like yeah. um, with yeah, it's bribery of, for... oh, so it's always been charged like is it high crimes and misdemeanors is that the yeah charge? so
1: there's a few different there's a few different facets to it the, um, the one part of the impeachment um, process is high crimes and misdemeanors as you say is is meant as a kind of catch-all for any kind of behavior which um, doesn't uh, befit the role of president um, and uh, that's uh, that sort of behaviour is, is clearly within the realm. Uh, but then the other thing is that there's been analysis that's come out and said, irrespective of the question of, is this behaviour enough to reach the threshold of impeachment? You know, is it a, a high crime or misdemeanour? Irrespective of that, what he did is also like a federally prohibited crime of a bribery and, and other kinds of um, actual illegal activity um so in in yeah in that respect it is both a crime and impeachable because those two are not necessarily always the same thing
0: right um i got a couple of couple of cues for you yeah um one is so i can i I just before we jump into that let me just get the the
1: one point i was going to get across which was that um so the democrats thought they had this tidy little parcel and then because trump is so bad and his and his way of dealing with problems is to basically admit them and say it wasn't a problem what he then did was so initially it was like this is an inaccurate transcript this whistleblower who is he what the fuck you know it's not accurate at all then he came out and both his um, spokesperson and then him directly on camera in front of everyone said that he did the thing that he was accused of having done, right? So then he, he admitted the, to Mulvaney it on camera. Said that, Mulvaney said it. But, and then yeah. Trump said, yeah, um, what did you expect <laughs> um, Ukraine to do about it? He said, well, I would have liked him to start up an investigation, which was admitting <laughs> to the crime he was accused of. So And any, then
0: he, he didn't he say that about China? And and then, like, yeah, and, China and I think China should, should do
1: it. Should do, it's like, oh, I had a problem with one country. Well, one, throw another couple in the mix. So any kind of discussion now about the whole whistleblower complaints and all this kind of thing is effectively meaningless because he issued the transcript which showed um uh the transcript of the call which showed uh that he'd said exactly what had been accused of by the whistleblower he then said the exact same thing in public in front of cameras so any kind of uh, angle about like the whistleblower things effectively null and void because he admitted to it himself <laughs> in front of everybody, right? So uh,
0: the boy um, doesn't give a fuck.
1: He doesn't, and that's that's the scary thing. So now, my, again, my point is that the Democrats who are hoping to keep this thing kind of tidy and contained have now ended up because Trump is completely incapable of um, dealing with any sort of pressure or um, criticism. Because he's melted down, he's made the situation worse. He's dragged in um, Rudy Giuliani and all these other associates of his. And now the mess is as complicated and um, e- expansive in uh, terms of people involved and scope as what the potential Mueller report would have been anyway. So uh, I think the hopes that the Democrats might have had of you know having this issue sort of tidily dealt with before the end of the year are probably no longer going to be... Uh, able to achieve that it'll it'll probably stretch on um far longer than won't, they thought
0: but won't all this won't all of trump's actions post the impeachment inquiry make it easier for yeah. the impeachment to happen
1: yeah i mean that's the thing i i don't think it's a bad thing that it'll take longer i think it's actually politically good for the democrats to be controlling the news cycle in this way and to make it clear to the public which is been sort of done a disservice by the media generally um, into thinking that there hasn't really been anything super serious that trump's done wrong for right. this kind of process to be not dragged out but to be thoroughly investigated um in such a visible manner I think mm. is is actually uh, uh useful for them politically as well yeah um sorry now what, what were your questions
0: I was gonna I was gonna ask so there's been I think two presidents before that have been impeached: Nixon yeah. and Clinton. Yeah, um, but that—that they, 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 wasn't what got them out of office. So, what does impeachment even mean?
1: So, uh, there's two phases to impeachment: um, the House, the House of Representatives, impeaches um, the president. So they go through the investigative process. They, you know, fact find. They find the information. They uh, assemble all this evidence and then uh, conclude, yes, we're impeaching the president. Then it goes up to the Senate, and the Senate's job is to actually litigate the matter. So they basically put the president on trial. And then at that point, um, if, found, uh, that they've, if the Senate finds that they've committed the, um, the thing they're accused of, then the president can be removed from office. The thing is that that requires both houses of uh, Congress to act uh, apolitically in a way. They need to they need to be nonpartisan in order to if they were to actually do a fair and reasonable job of of holding the president to account. The reality is that because the Republicans hold the Senate, even if the Democratic uh, majority in the House um, impeaches him, when it gets passed up to the Senate they won't remove him because they they see no political benefit to doing so. Um, so that is the theoretical process in which they could be removed. It's not the practical way that this is going to end.
0: Ultimately, so what's, what, what's the point of doing it?
1: Because it's the right thing to do, because it shines but visibility it on the crimes, because it becomes politically untenable for some Republican um, senators to... Uh, defend the crimes you know it opens them all of the people who stand up on that stage and say i don't believe you did anything wrong it then makes puts a target on their back for um, other republicans in their district who would run against them in the next election or democratic um, enemies in in the same vibe so it effectively forces everyone to to take the stand to actually make not just block the investigation, not just dodge the topic, but to actively say, yes, I believe that this was fine when effectively their legacy is now on the line and potentially their electability going forward. So, from a political standpoint, it's worth it for the Democrats because it, it forces the Republicans to have to make that call. And it also benefits them, I think, in showing the seriousness of the actions of the president and making the media cover it seriously um, where they may effectively just um, pretend it's business as usual, which they've done for most of this president in a lot yep. of ways when it has really been seriously not normal.
0: Right. But if it, they risk, if it, if the, if impeachment doesn't go through the, the Democrats risk, risk strengthening Trump in a way, don't they? Cause if he's, acquitted of it then it's like oh the in the public size it's like oh it just yeah. seems like the democrats are being petty
1: yeah that that was part of the calculus and part of the reason i think pelosi was trying to avoid it but at the same time i think uh, i i think you know the house could pass it and the senate could decline to pursue it and then it becomes an issue for the Senate, right? Um, I don't think it would even go to that trial stage in the Senate. I think they would just, they wouldn't even table it. Mitch McConnell would would stop it from getting to the floor. Um, so it wouldn't even come to a point necessarily where the president gets acquitted. It'd just be sort of blocked. I think. Right. Um, but then the other um, the other thing is I don't think that there is. Uh, I think that the the core base of the um, the GOP now that still support Trump despite this, they're not convincible any other way. They're, they're effectively, um, it, it's not harsh, it is harsh, I'm sorry, but they're kind of in the cult of Trump, right? There's nothing that he can say or do now that if they're still on board with him, they're not going anywhere, right? So they're not going to risk those swing votes, if you like, uh, by having had this process and had it fail because those people were never going to jump ship regardless of anything. So uh, it was ultimately a sign of for the swing votes that were legitimately like on the fence, it shows that they were actively trying to pursue the, the um, the course of justice and, and do their responsibility to um, hold the president accountable mm how do you uh have you noticed anything different in the um the coverage of trump do you feel like the media is treating this phase as something new
0: i no i, I stick to i mean basically what i get my us poli- politics uh, news from is a handful of the same sources really it's uh it's a lot of it is um, Joe Rogan's Instagram look. Seth Meyers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, a closer look. Yeah, Seth um, Myers does a
1: good summary of this stuff.
0: It's just a fun, it gives me a good sense, but I, I know, I'm kind of wary of the bias there. But I, I'm wary of the, that there might be a potential bias there. I'm always looking for bias these days. Um, see, I watch CNN, and I just watch like YouTube segments. That's basically what I hmm. what I listen to. But I don't know. I don't. It's hard to tell if the media are treating treating this more seriously than anything else, because every time there's something else, they they treated it as, as if it's the most serious thing ever. So it's hard to actually gauge whether.
1: It. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I see a bit of criticism these days about CNN. For that purpose of treating everything with this kind of hysteria, but also with this um, uh, false sense of of um, uh, like the duty for balance, which is uh, like, like the false the false duty to balance. It's not this is kind of the issue of our times, really, which is finding the distinction and the um, the editorial um, skill to. Know when it's important to actually have opposing uh, voices on a topic with legitimate opposing um, viewpoints, and when pretending that there's two sides to every story actually does the viewer or reader a disservice by um, pretending that 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 both sides are equal. Yeah,
0: Um, and I think it's also a direct uh, byproduct of having the bull in the china shop that is trump because it just normalizes chaos so absolutely that's what also why uh, everything because everything's so chaotic everything it kind of it just normalizes everything yeah. you don't know i mean it's just like a you know it's just peaking all the time
1: yeah and i think that that 24-hour news cycle as well um has proven you, you know news used to be that half hour at six o'clock right and you'd get you get the day's news and it was over and then everything waited until the morning's paper for whatever happened since that point and then anything that happened in the day was covered in the news and then it happened in the paper you know and it was on this sort of yeah. tick tock of um objectivity and the 24-hour news cycle which produced literally 24 hours that needed to be filled with content then needed to start making mountains out of molehills because you've got hours you've got hours to kill and so what's the way to do that you take small issues and you make them big you take issues that are not controversial and you make them controversial by bringing in the one whack job who doesn't believe in climate change or you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is um so i i think I think the current state of journalism and places like CNN are, are really struggling in the Trump era because when so much shit is fucking nuts, crazy, then that normal um, methodology of of um, moving past it, uh, you know, trying to balance out the crazy with someone who thinks it's fine, actually doesn't cope with the extremities. If you're always trying to bring things to the center, then whenever the news is Really, kind of extreme. <laughs> you you're doing it the uh, viewer a disservice.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's amazing to me, or maybe it's not amazing, that there it seems to be there seems to be a real gap in the market for a news outlet who is just one hundred percent striving for complete neutral, neutrality. And maybe all news organizations believe that they are striving for that.
1: I'm sure that but... I'm sure that they do I don't I uh, here's my question back to you how do you determine that? What does complete neutrality look like? Is that even achievable? Doesn't everyone by the nature of being a human being in an individual subjective lump of goo bring some form of subjectivity?
0: Mm. yeah but. I don't know. With the American outlets, it's maybe different. If I, I mean, ABC doesn't cover it that much. They do a little bit of it, and the ABC seems to be impartial. Yeah, like I, the ABCs Australia seems to be impartial. Yeah. maybe maybe that's as a result of it being international news.
1: Well, and like, and also I think, uh, and, and I take your point. The international topic means that they can be objective they're removed Um, they're they're removed from it but the um i think the fact that they're public funded as well they don't have commercial interests uh you know uh, uh, implicitly news corp we we talked about this a few months ago how i think rupert murdoch is one of the most dangerous men on the planet um but because because it's a commercial business it's got advertising interests and because it's a private um like it's it's Owned by the Murdoch family, their inclinations and interests can also shape what comes out of it. So I think if you're proposing this hypothetical, um, you know, a completely neutral uh, journalistic thing, it'd have to be something that was.
0: Not commercially backed. Not
1: commercially backed, owned probably in equal part by the public and the journalists involved so mm-hmm. that they had. Um, sort of financial independence it'd probably be quite a hefty kind of subscription uh, but like I've always cycled away from it I want to go back to my uh, question which was what does an objective um, news outlook look like how do, is that even possible I haven't
0: I haven't I can't think of one I'm not asking
1: you for an example. I'm asking you whether even like hypothetically this is an achievable goal or do you just have to accept that every outlet will have some degree of um, a- angle
0: because it's made up by humans? Yeah. Um, no, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I just don't think to to get the thing off the ground or to get... Uh, to, to become one of the big boys or the big players you need a shitload of money and the only way that that's going to come so i think i think there's i think there's definitely space for it but for it to be a prominent leading news organization then maybe not
1: but i mean like the washington post got backed by jeff bezos right of amazon so they are they're backed by One of the richest companies in the world, and will have complete financial security forever. Um, But you know, here's here's my the the argument. People will call it a left leaning um, magazine, right? Or uh, source, um, presumably because they perceive Jeff Bezos, even though he's a fucking billionaire, um, to have um, he's espoused liberal viewpoints in the past so even if you have that kind of um beneficiary to get the publication off the ground to get it to a point where it could be actually independent because um, by all accounts jeff bezos leaves it alone he doesn't do anything with it he just pays for it effectively really? um, yeah he, he just he bought it and it and it's and it's just there <laughs> he just left alone um which I think has made it one of the real success stories of the past sort of decade, but even despite that, um, I think I, the perception will still be in some circles that it has bias attached, even though by any account it would it ought to be what you're saying an objective, you know, um, independent kind of news source.
0: Yeah, it's just hard to imagine that that um, a guy like Bay. Bezos with as much uh, as much of a vested interest uh, that he would have in politics because of his financial situation. yeah it's tough to imagine that he is completely biased uh, unbiased but maybe he is. It's, it but, doesn't,
1: I don't think it's even whether or not he is personally I don't I think he would argue that he is certainly biased. I think it's more that he's just he's not involved hands off. He's completely hands off and I, I think the Washington Post I'm sure I, I don't know this for a fact but I'm sure when it was um, first announced that he was going to take the stake in it and, uh, and and shore it up I'm sure that the, um, the editorial team on that paper, made absolutely fucking certain that he was not going to touch it, that he was not going to have any say over the news coverage because I, I think they would have valued themselves and their work too much to allow that even the slightest whiff of of yeah. being the
0: case. You'd think so. Hmm. And and the other thing is I I don't think, I really don't think any journalist really start, wants to go into journalism. Everyone, every journalist starts out, wanting to be a journalist for the right reasons. Well, I think most of them do. Um, uh, it's just it's just that they they end up going where the money is. Uh, yeah, in
1: order to be able to do the job, sometimes that means you have to go work at the Adelaide, Adelaide Advertiser um, and all of a sudden you are working at a, um, a news body which doesn't share your own interests in, in what you want to report on. Yeah. I'd be very interested to sort of know uh, Eddie Cavanaugh's uh, sort of perspective on everything because these days he's doing a bit of writing for The Guardian and that sort of stuff and seems to be, you know, properly getting out there in, in his um, reportage. I'd be curious to see what he thinks the Australian landscape's like.
0: Yeah, Eddie's killing it, man. It's um, really cool. Yeah, it, it is really cool. <laughs> he's. Um... He's a, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's he's constantly, constantly writing shit and then just pitching it to trying to trying to get it sold. And mm. I really admire his work ethic. Mm. Yeah. Um.
1: So, uh, putting aside the idea of what the uh, the idealized objective journalism um, would look like, uh, do you feel like Trump is getting an easy job of it? Do you think he's getting a hard a hard shake um is, is he getting the kind of coverage that his behavior deserves?
0: yeah, as I said before it's it is a little bit tough to say because everything's all over the place, but it seems as if um there's a certain level of exasperation from the media for that reason that they're just like, I mean, it seems, it seems like a, it seems like this is a big deal. It seems like now he's, I mean, he's crossed the line before, obviously, but now like this seems like a proper, um, abuse of power. Yeah. And it, it's, I, I think that he's, I think he's getting a, a pretty fair shake, although he's pretty good. He's at diffusing, or uh, putting up a smoke screen Deflecting. when, when yeah. shit goes haywire and um, the type of supporters, as you said before, that he has, are, they're now in it. So the risk of him losing the faith of his, or the respect of his fan base, is pretty small. So yeah, it will be interesting. Uh, he seems like, I follow him on Twitter and he's, He's, he does seem to have lost the plot Like more than ever I love his tweets But he <laughs> he It does seem to be like What did he say today It's just like Was it about oh,
1: it, Baghdadi stuff
0: Oh what did he say Interesting to say about that No it was just like So no It was just like no context So no blower now And then I had to like go into the comments to try and work out what was actually happening. Which, if you ever read the comments on Trump's Facebook or Twitter, you're never going to learn anything (laughs) apart apart from that some people are just so stupid. (laughs) Um, Trump, Trump like the comments on Trump's tweets are so boring in a way, actually. They're just like. It's just like we love you, Mr. President. That's keep, all keep anyone fighting. says. Yeah. Keep fighting. You're the best. You're the you're the only president that tells it like it is. It's like say something proper.
1: But there, there have been um, uh, like tools that people have used to analyze his follower count, and it's something like thirty percent of his followers are bots. They're all they're oh, like really yeah, thirty percent or more of them are like active um, botnets just posting kind of generic bullshit, right? So half that shit is probably not even humans. It's just it's literally white noise.
0: Nice. Well, no pun intended.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but very accurate. Um Yeah, what were you Did you have something to say about the Baghdadi ISIS thing?
0: Uh just what were you going to What did he say about that? Did oh, he comment I, on I was it? just trying I, Yeah, he put Didn't he, Baghdadi Baghdadi blew himself up, right? Yeah. He got into a uh, what I heard is he got into a dead end tunnel, and yeah. then blew himself up with yeah. his kids.
1: Yeah, that's fucked up.
0: Cool man, um, good I... dadding. <laughs> Way to be a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible.
1: Um, I think I think the the first the crazy thing first was um, a <laughs> Donald. Uh, like pre-teased it which is crazy it's so like insane so he just just called him donald by the way all right we're we're good (laughs) friends his uh his first his first hint of it we just tweeted something very big has just happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was it what's happened donnie what is it
1: it's insanity like (laughs) this is the president of the united states just clearly being like oh the, the news conference isn't for like three hours, but oh, I just I gotta I gotta get something out there, and all the yeah. advisors are like, Donald, you can't say anything yet. We're still in the area. We've got to get our troops out. And he's like, oh, but I really want to say something. He does, and so then they just let him tweet something. Very big has just happened. Um, so yeah, just that having remembered that, I was prompting you whether or not the thing that you were talking about having seen on his Twitter was the Baghdadi related
0: stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll check those out later. <laughs> actually, I just I I just had a thought. Um, just to quickly go back to the news uh, bias situation. Now, I've just started watching this show on Showtime uh, called The Circus, which is actually quite an interesting show because they do a, an episode every week, and they have, I think two of two of the two of the. There's three people you would probably all know them because they're all kind of like people on um, show to, uh, on CNN, they're guests on CNN and whatever all the time, but they have two of them are, uh, uh one of them's uh on CNN, so he's he's a Democrat. One's a a Republican, and one's kind of in the middle, um, and it's actually a pretty good pretty good even take. They get the Republican side, they get the they get the um, the democratic side, and they're going to get the person that's kind of in between. So it's actually that's actually a pretty good shit. Mm.
1: And it's it's presumably just news coverage, right? Yeah, it's just they they actually they're not it's not satire or comedy. No, 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 It's just no, no. yeah, it's, it's just, straight it's,
0: just news. it's news coverage. But they they go out to dinner all together, and they reconvene. They talk about it. Then they go to their press conferences. So they're. You know, like the press conference footage that you usually see on the news. This is like high def um, with cameras and stuff. So it's actually really interesting, like in the room thing. Yeah. Right. That would, I'd recommend that um, for so it's, some. It under-based.
1: began as a TV documentary series following the presidential race. And then it's sort of come back as ongoing um, uh, sort of, yeah, documentary style by the looks of it. So yeah. season four inside the wildest political show on earth is it's about uh, presumably it's the up- Trump
0: presidency and stuff. It's up to date, so it's current. Yeah, so it's um, it's hot off the press, and it is it is biased both ways, but in that way it's unbiased. You know what I mean? It's getting both takes. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, is is the Republican voice on it a Trump? fan or is it a classic republican um like a never no. trumper
0: no it's not really he's yeah he's 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 cri- he, he is critical of of um certain things about trump well that's he's, the thing i republican. mean republican
1: yeah. most of the um of the classic um conservative voices in in the mainstream media have turned on him like there's 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 very few defenders yeah. in the um in, in the mold of what used to be republicanism. Um so yeah, it, it's strange that in some ways they um his presidency has united what were formerly oppositional voices, but you see the the op-ed columnists in you know the times and the um washington post and that sort of thing calling for Trump's, you know, uh, de- uh, bemoaning his behavior and calling for his um for accountability for his actions as much as you do the um the liberal leaning columnists. so in some ways it's Mm. it's kind of um amazing that any of them really have maintained that integrity in the face of what has been a a real um shift for the republican party into the partisanship of there's nothing that this president can ever do to be wrong um that the, the fact yeah. that there are some voices there still who who seem to have the, the moral integrity to uh, stand up to their own previous statements on the actions of presidents when it went the other way um,
0: is kind of reassuring. Um, and you certainly get the sense from the people that have um, first of all like run against him like Paul Ryan. Yeah, Mitt uh, Romney. And these guys that have uh, that. Well, Mitt, Mitt Romney's been quite critical of him. Paul Ryan. I mean, the guys that have stayed with him after criticizing him just come off as like the most spineless twats. Ever, <laughs> yeah, don't they? They yeah. just they look like so fucking weak. Yeah, like you, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Like, I can was... see you sold out, you piece of shit. Yeah, um, some balls.
1: Because in the in the run up to the um, in the twenty sixteen. 2015 2016 run-up um all of these people were running for the role of republican nominee and so they all stood on those debate stages and said you know donald trump is a loony he's completely crazy he's you know got no idea what he's talking about and he shouldn't be president he's unfit for office (laughs) and then when he got into power they're like yeah the president does what he does and you know that's okay Uh, so obvious (laughs) yeah um Anyway, that was interesting to sort of check in and see where you're sitting with it all. I imagine there will be um, probably some more huge uh, events in this presidency still to come before the election, so uh, we can Hopefully. check back in the uh, as things heat up further. Yeah. It's kind of a... It's starting to feel slightly more likely that even if he uh, lost at the election... I don't know whether he'd necessarily like hand it over. <laughs> I, I think I think it's genuinely plausible that he would um insist that it was all wrong and uh that mm. it was rigged against him and and not hand over the keys. That would be great if he did. It would not be great. Uh it would be great viewing. It would be fucking historically <laughs> unprecedented
0: and, and gripping for sure Uh, in my in my in my head it's just like them literally carrying him out like got you got two guys for his legs two guys for his arms (laughs) just dragging him along the floor (laughs) just sagged in the middle (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was looking at footage of him interviews with him from when he was younger when he was like a 35 year old mogul there's a great interview with him and david letterman yeah Oh man, Letterman just fucking hates him. Ripped into calls him, calls him a goon <laughs> to his face. That's um, and, but in some respects, he seems as a younger man. He seemed actually, he seemed more mature than he is now. He seemed he seemed more a bit more reserved, a bit more um, shy, not so didn't have the he's some somewhere between his his 40s and his what is he now 70 he's just i think there's just gone
1: i think there's probably a few reasons for that i think when his dad was alive like he and his dad did not have a good relationship he was constantly seeking his dad's approval and i think when his dad was alive he was probably living in the shadow of this actually successful real estate mogul um Mm. so i think in that early part of his life where it's clear that he's just massively insecure, right? Um, I think when his dad was around, he was he was probably very different. And then he uh, sort of took over control of that stuff, took his dad's um, empire away from him and, and sort of inflated his sense of ego a bit. Um, but I think it's... Thank you for bringing it up. It, what do you think about his mental state? Because when you compare mm. even three years ago, like his campaign speeches to some of the way he speaks and the sentences he comes out with these days i it like i think there's a real visible degradation i think he's genuinely different now to
0: even two or three years ago i think he's he's obviously a unique case so i think there's a part of it that he i mean if you reach that level of wealth and fame I mean, he he, had, he was pretty famous. he was, he was a household name was before was yeah. um, It's a little bit of I think once you get that famous and wealthy, you you got a little bit of that Michael Jackson syndrome where you are just so sheltered that you are a, you get a bit weird. You can't be not weird; it's too hard. You can't be yeah. grounded. There is nothing that's been grounding him for ages. Yeah, and we haven't had a politician really ever that's been a celebrity, and then oh fuck, it's Ronald so Reagan. Weird. No, Ronald Reagan, but was he like a household name? Yeah, I think was, so. He was a movie star, right? Okay, um, it was, a, it, was a it was a different era. It was a different era, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, maybe yes. Yeah, the so, social media has um, a big amplified part of that, that, that stuff, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think he's he's just so in a bubble, and it, uh, by all accounts, the you know, the people that are leaking in the White House and stuff <laughs> are saying um are saying that he's yeah you know, off the rails and they they're hiding they're actively hiding bad information from him uh, he actually he he tweeted the other day that they he is uh, unsubscribing from Washington Post in the white house he's ordered that the Washington Post they I mean the white it's funny that the Washington that the white house is actually subscribing to Washington Post but of course they <laughs> yeah. were um but it's, yeah but it, that that his aides and the people around him are actually sheltering him. I mean, that's what they fucking did with Michael Jackson. Yeah, it, just tell him the good shit. Um, so I think it's really hard to stay sane. And just because he's in a but, there's
1: a difference between it, being connected to the world and being stable, right? Like emotionally stable. What right, do, do you think that they? Do you think that the shelteredness worsens your emotional stability? Definitely. completely like is that and the entire reason for it
0: well i i can't think of a case where well can you come think of a case where someone's been that famous and wealthy
1: oh no, i i'm not i was meaning more like is there actually like neurological degradation like medical oh, right. medical causes beyond just the uh, the sheltered side of it um well, I, I, mean, I don't disagree that that he's a weird guy. Like, he was always going to be weird. And his kids are fucking weird. And I think the kids are the good Ivanka's example of what you're weird. saying. She's crazy. Is she? She, I think she? I think she's just... They're all, like, little she baby sociopaths. So yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I think that's a, that's the total example of what you're just talking about. The sheltered life, right? None of those kids have any real sense of what the fucking world is at all. And they, they by all accounts seem healthy, right? Like they're, they're physically functioning human beings, but their, their life experience is completely out of track with what anyone else in the world has ever encouraged, like experienced. Right.
0: Yeah. I know he's, I know he's, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know he's, he's with his, with his things like, you know, you know, he said that, yeah. Um, uh I've seen like people suggesting that maybe or maybe I think even you suggested that it might be I think we talked about it previously think. yeah I don't know it feels weird it feels like I don't know but look if we speculate about that cuz what if it was what if it came true that he did have a stroke or he was like having a, <laughs> I well
1: I mean then that's really fucking dangerous isn't it there's like <laughs> there's parts of the com- um constitution which are specifically there so that you can remove someone who's been injured in office or i you know, can't can't run the office because if you are the leader of the free country and you don't have your faculties then that's not in the best interests of that country to have that person in charge
0: mm. well he, yeah well it's it's definitely not drunk <laughs> yeah he's definitely not he drunk drink no which is arguably the weirdest thing about him um, I think that that's well, got a lot of competition. <laughs> definitely the most suspicious.
1: <laughs> the um this the other day he was coming out with the um impeachment, he was calling the impeachment thing a hoax. Um in the sense of it's not in the constitution. Like where nice. where's this come from? It's like literally in the founding document of the land. Um, <laughs> 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 um uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, I forget what we were talking about or how we got there, but um, yeah, we'll see where this... Oh, that was one other thing I wanted to say. So you you haven't been reading um, super closely in terms of... Um, you've been reading, reading really about the impeachment stuff. You've been watching the coverage of a, a few various um, sources. Um, uh, there's a, a newsletter that I subscribe to called FYI, and I believe that's the website, impeachment.fyi. Um and it's a it's a really digestible little, like, short um, email that comes a, a Monday to Friday and basically just summarizes the day's news from other news sources. So it says, mm-hmm. New York Times reports this thing in the development of the impeachment inquiry. And the CNN reported this and, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. And just in really simple human-readable language, updates you on where things are sitting. And I found that really a nice digestible, um, like I said, it's not like reading an essay. It's human readable that will take on the news to keep on top of this stuff. So if anyone out there is thinking, how do I, like, I don't want to invest hours in it, but I want to spend like four minutes just keeping an eye on things. Impeachment.fyi,
0: um, I would recommend it to people. It's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm, it's really quite a Four pleasant. minute rundown. Having said that, I'm
1: just double checking that that's the URL, but I'm pretty sure it is fyi yeah
0: impeachment dot fyi yeah, I'm dot, FYI. yeah. <laughs> dot for your information yeah how can that how, how can that be a a dot can you just choose whatever they've they've really widened em-
1: em- you've really they've really changed what the uh um internet uh locators can be the uh you can get dot pizza you can get dot um uh, let me find dot them. pizza you can get you can, you can find sites that are dot pizza
0: should we get a website nick pizza Oh
1: thank you for reminding me that <laughs> um, <laughs> okay that's a good segue. very well done you didn't realize this. Um, I'm killing it today dude. you you set me up perfectly there. Um, so as we all remember from my uh, uh, from our last episode, my most successful uh, Dragon's Den pitch which everyone loved um, and no one pointed out already existed everyone loved it. Um, was Priceberg? Everyone was like, "This is the this is the site that we need." There's no other yeah. way that we could get this information. Um, I believe hundreds the of poll tweets. that we okay. Uh, I'll let you finish. Uh, the The poll I think was
0: indecisive. Um, the poll was all right. To be fair, the poll was purely people who had not listened to the podcast <laughs> and just completely going <laughs> on the Pictures. graphics that you chose, which you absolutely sabotaged myself. Yourself,
1: <laughs> I did sabotage myself. I didn't because
0: mine it. looked dope. Like, I actually went on eBay and bought whatever that was
1: <laughs> the um, snake oil, <laughs> the or mumba juice. Um, <laughs> mumba juice, yeah. Um, so, the uh, uh, with everyone's support and the um, obvious enthusiasm out there, um, I decided, well, you know, we talked about price burglar, I need to get on there and like register this domain. As we discovered when we were recording, priceberg.com seemed to be uh, available. So I thought, you know, the <laughs> due diligence here would be to, to jump in and grab that. Um, as it happens, someone did have priceberg.com. Yeah. So, yeah, bit of a shame there that that's just sitting there unused. But what What about
0: priceberg.fyi?
1: <laughs> but what no one had was priceberg.club. So nice. if you want to join the priceberg club, you can go to priceberg.club.
0: Did you buy it?
1: I bought it. Uh, oh,
0: what, what's on there right now?
1: If you want to uh, jump onto priceberg.club and see what uh, is sitting there, you'll discover that there is nothing there. It is just, <laughs> it's just a domain that I've registered. So Forbidden. Forbidden, yeah. You can't get onto it because there's no actual website there. But I do have the domain, so everyone watch this space, priceberg.club.
0: It's coming soon or sometime um does it does it have to be the thing that you pitched or can it can it be something else why what did you want to pitch i don't know like maybe maybe you and i could start a completely neutral news organization dude
1: price dot fyi um did you want to know some of the new top level domains that you can get
0: um yes
1: um dot Actor dot okay. attorney dot beer dot bargains dot bingo <laughs> dot builders dot casino dot cash <coughs> dot coach dot cool ooh we should get something oh, dot cool something yeah. dot cool um oh gosh there's hundreds of them dot dental
0: <laughs> dot dog <laughs> <laughs> Dot dental it'd be good. It'd be cool to have like a, just like a chiropractor business.
1: Dot Guru, we could start up like an advice um, thing. Dot Guru is nice. Yeah. You can get a dot X, Y, Z. Dot Yoga. uh, Dot Taxi. Uh, Yeah, there's there's hundreds of them out there. So they've really opened up the, uh, the possible, oh, Dot Men. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello. Uh, <laughs> dot ninja. There's so nice. many. <laughs> there's so many possibilities out there. So you could be uh, really quite uh, ambitious now in in what your uh, URL is going to be, uh, which is exciting. Uh, if you've enjoyed this kind of thing, then uh, no, you know what? I do that too much. I'm a little bit <laughs> sick of that outro. Um, okay, well that's it, everybody. So. Ooh. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this. And if you did, great. Oh, no. Uh, if if you want to tell someone else where to go and listen, you can tell them to go to deepfort.popping.com And if you need to uh, contact us in a medical emergency, send an email to deepfort@gmail.com, And if you want to get notified when an episode's gone up, twitter.com slash deep if you want to get pictures and drink recommendations go to facebook.com forward slash deep and if you're just uh, saying goodbye to itunes the now defunct itunes one last time um so just hop onto the podcast section and rate us five stars if you've already upgraded to macOS Catalina 10.15 and you're using the podcast app on the new operating system, then you can do it there as well. Um, that's just a little bit of tech fun for you. Techfund.club. What did you?
0: What did you just say? It made sense uh, to three people.
1: <laughs> uh, and that's the end of that chapter. I liked what you did there. Thank you. I just you know keeping things fresh. Now we're in the new new 125. you have got to <laughs> got to really pull out all the stops.
0: It's like conversational role play.
1: All of my role plays, conversational. Uh <laughs> yeah, about some science news. That's <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> <It's> just...
0: <laughs> but I like it. Play the it jingle.
1: It's that time. Time for science news. Lots of good feedback about the theme sum, by the way. Everyone's really now happy and on board with it. So that's
0: great. Um, glad me, that we've give all Give me actual quotes. Give me actual quotes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um one of my friends um, Real ones. Yeah, one of my friends Lawrence Shung. How do you spell Lawrence? L U W Prants said Hey Nick. hey Nick, hey Nick, hey, hey. He said it three times, and I was like, "I'm wow. paying attention." He said, <laughs> "I like just st- wanted, I just wanted to come over and tap you, tap you on the shoulder, and uh, and just say, great job with the theme song. Everyone I've spoken to, this is what Lawrence, said to me. Jean- L- Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence Jung said to me. Lawrence, Lawrence said to me, everyone that I've spoken to loves it, and I just thought that you ought to know."
0: Did, so he didn't like it. <laughs> so, he didn't
1: have an opinion, hey, but he just he thought really that he he should pass on the fact that he'd heard right. such good things.
0: And how do you spell him? Uh,
1: it's a. It's definitely got at
0: least an X. X. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Got That's at least one in there. Um, you've convinced me. Um, the... You don't need to convince me anymore that you've got friends. By the way.
1: Yeah. Well, I could I could name dozens of f- friends that I have. Sure. James. Yeah. There's another one. <laughs> uh, bit of science news for you. This is at uh, astronomy.com, my only astronomy site. Uh, scientists used IBM's quantum computer to reverse time, possibly breaking the law of physics. What? What? Here we go. Get okay, buckle up, chickens. Um, so, normally... The second law of thermodynamics says, formally, uh, that any system can only move from more to less ordered. I.e., that most systems tend towards chaos or disorder. Um, and so, scientists have experimented using IBM's quantum computer program to uh, test this. Test this out. Um, IBM's public quantum computer program uses two qubits. Qubits are units that, like a regular computer bit, can be either a 1 or a 0. But unlike normal computers, because this is a quantum computer, they can also take a form called superposition, where they're both a 1 and a 0 at the same time. So they follow the laws of quantum mechanics rather than the um, the normal real-world laws that we live in. So scientists set up the computer so that both both of the qubits were zeros. According to quantum laws, the simple passage of time will cause the computer to fall out of this order. So they're soon at a random assortment of one zeros or both. But scientists can also cause this to happen by running a program on the computer, right? What the scientists then did was run a different program, which told the computer to basically run backward. And so they were able to recover the original zero zero state from the chaos about 85% of the time. This crazy thing is... uh, The the tricky part here is getting the computer to run backward, effectively making time run backward. You're reversing time so it gets back to the state of two zeros after these qubits have changed randomly in any kind of order to some other mess, right? So scientists then compared this to the real world. They investigated this quote in the wild. By isolating a single electron and then calculating how long it would take for their random variations in that um, uh, electron to cause such an effect. And they found that if they studied 10 billion electrons every second, it would take the lifetime of the universe for such a phenomenon to happen just one time in order to properly unwind, right? So that's why you can never drop a handful of glass shards and see them leap together to make an unbroken mirror, right? But a dropped mirror will always splinter into many pieces the system always tends towards disorder but they managed to run this program that 85 percent successfully took the broken pieces the the random mash of qubits and rewind it back to a zero zero state 85 percent of time and effectively sounds like they've broken the laws of causality and physics to do it they've rewound time to get there from randomness to order
0: that's cool
1: it's uh it's at that Hands level good. of specificity where it's like the uh real world implications aren't very clear, but the conceptual mm. implications are kind of fascinating um uh, mm. uh, like it would be more impressive that if they were like, "Yeah, come look at this piece of glass, and then they just like <laughs> type something into a computer and it made a cup like that'd be pretty dope, but uh the fact that you they know, can like even a 3D do it, printer yeah. Like a reverse, <laughs> they've unbroken a cup in front of your eyes. Oh. Um, but even at a microscopic level, a sub-microscopic level, the um, the idea that they're able to effectively <laughs> play back time and get to the, the place that it used to be is kind of fucking crazy.
0: Do you think time travel is given enough time? Like, obviously, probably ages if it could ever be possible. Do you think it's possible?
1: I haven't looked at what the latest science says. I have a mental picture that there's nothing fundamentally in the state of the f- universe or the physics of it as we know it, that prevents it. Does that f- seem vaguely true to you?
0: Mm, uh, there's something I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Maybe
1: we we'd do an think episode about time travel a little bit more. Um, cause we haven't really yeah. done any time travel talk either. That'd be in, fun. Either in fantasy or in science. Um, I had a sense that, that, at least, growing up, there was nothing that was known to prevent it from happening. But um, that mm-hmm. might not be the state of state of things these days.
0: I, um, coincidentally, my friend James was uh, James Packer, You know him. Um, it, he was in town yesterday, and I asked him uh, if you could travel to any point in the future or the past, where would you go to? And he thought about it for about 20 seconds and then said, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Which I cracked up. And then obviously my next question was, what happened in 2009. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, fuck! I thought there was a well, well, no. Don't, what happened?
1: Why did he want to go uh, so to a time that he lived through?
0: I can't even remember what, I, what he said. I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> um, I think it was vaguely like he. Was, it was quite a sweet answer. He was just like he felt, you know. Free. it was at university or something yeah
1: the future was in front of you and everything still was possibilities and
0: yeah it was both it was both really sweet and really sad at the same time <laughs> i do get it uh, like where would you go i um, my, i mean he also asked us, me and i said 50,032 <laughs> but i'm going so far into the future
1: yeah what about you yeah no definitely future Definitely yeah? the future. Oh yeah, I mean, let's not burn our content for when we do a time travel talk. But yeah, I'm definitely going in the front. I, right. Like, I don't need to go back to the past. Past was shit. Yeah, everyone knows that the past was shit.
0: Yeah. Also, I own Encyclope- Encyclopedia Britannica, so it's no point. It's basically I don't need time travel. travel. I've got the CD ROMs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's. <laughs> You can use that or not <laughs> it's not particularly <laughs> exciting, is it? Uh,
1: how, we we need something with just like a bit of bit of a, bit of pep a bit of pep to go oh, out yeah. with um,
0: Michael, look out behind you
1: what? Uh, I don't know. will people buy
0: it? I
1: bought it. <laughs> <laughs>